Welcome back to In the Middle Podcast. This is a podcast about two dads living life in the Midwest. We talk about all things fatherhood, sports, hobbies, and life's greatest conundrums. This week, we're back, baby. We're we back are. again. Feels good. Yes, it is. So we had a little bit of a break uh, between episode 2.2. I don't know what you want to call it. I mean, two, it, I wanted to call it episode 3, right. lost episode 2, but you were like, nah, call yeah. it episode 2. And uh, we did release it a little bit late. Yes. Um, it, we recorded it earlier, but then we released it a little bit late. So between that release and this release, it's going to seem like a short window. But in terms of recording time, it's, it's actually been a little bit since we've been it has, yes. in the studio. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. It was before the Super Bowl, like a week before the Super Bowl, right? When yeah, it was like before Pro Bowl. Yeah, the Thursday before Pro Bowl. Yeah. yeah you're right. And Which, so, not that this is a topic because it's not a topic in the real world either. But nah. how god awful is the Pro Bowl? Yeah. Like, <sighs> they need to get rid of it from the standpoint of, first of all, do you, do you remember when it used to be after the Super Bowl? Do you remember it? I no, not honestly. I okay, don't. so it used to be after the Super Bowl, so that the players who were on the Super Bowl teams could also go. could still be in it. Yeah, right. Um, but that's also why a lot of those players didn't want to play it because it's like, look, the season's over. This game doesn't matter. Right. Pe- people can and have gotten injured yep. in the game. So they were like, no. So then they moved it in between the championship game and the Super Bowl game to help us, you know, by that time, because heaven forbid we have a week without football. <laughs> right. <laughs> and ironically, the game has gotten worse <laughs> with them moving it into that slot. Yeah, it's it was terrible. Yeah, it's um, bad. I mean, it was it was a glorified flag football game. Is what it was. Yeah. I mean, it was terrible. I mean, and the even the skills barely... challenges aren't like as good as they used no. to be. No. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. It's depressing. Yeah. Other than that, um, so Mark, <laughs> Sipe, what are we going to talk about, buddy? Well, speaking of football, we had a glorious Super Bowl. I mean, the game was a little sloppy at times. Yep. But overall, very fun game to watch. Storylines all over the place. So we're going to talk about that. And then we also, simultaneously with the Super Bowl, were watching the Waste Management Open, or as they like to call it now, the WM Open. (laughs) So we're going to talk a little (laughs) bit about that. And then we kind of teased it in episode three, which was actually episode two, because episode two (laughs) didn't exist because it's the last episode. But we talked about Target Wives. Yes. And we're going to bring it back. Sadly, your boy ain't here to to add his participation in it. But well, we're there wasn't much on, on his part. I guess remember. that's true. Right. Yeah, because yeah, his wife's not... Actually, didn't he say his wife had never been to Target or he's never been? Something yeah, like that? some stupid claim like that. That's yeah. yeah. You can't live in the Midwest and have never gone there. That's and like never, ever. Yeah. That's yeah. a dumb claim. That's like saying you've never worn a pair of Wranglers. Like, yeah. we've all done it. Yeah. We don't all like to admit it, but we've all done it. Right. Just just stop. Yeah. It's fine. So... But what are we drinking to start off? Yeah. So, we, I have a Breckenridge Brewery Avalanche Amber Ale. So yes, the Ambers. Everybody can hear this. Oh, I'm I'm hoping it's a lot better than what my beer right. <laughs> came I'm sure out it will to be, be. But here we go. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, that even had a nice, like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, that sounded pretty good. There's the, the, whatever it's called, the bottle opener. And uh, I've had this beer a lot. It's one of my favorites. Actually, it's number two 
on my favorites list uh, of all time beer. Okay. Um, so as you take a drink, this is the beer every single year I drink when I'm on the mountain skiing. Uh, so we go once a year, right? Right. And this is the beer on top of the mountain that I always get. They have a a little like restaurant type of thing mm-hmm. on the on top of the mountain, and they have this on draft, and I get this every Ooh. single time I go, baby. Can't it's say so I've good. ever had on draft, but yeah, I love a good amber ale. I mean, a, outside of like when the keg has been flat or something like that, I don't think I've ever had a bad amber ale. They're they're just the top of the food chain yes. when it comes to beers, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I would say the one thing that rivals it because I don't think it's technically an amber ale, but Oktoberfest from Sam oh, Adams yeah. is like right there. Yeah. But otherwise, summer, winter, spring, fall, it night, matter. day. Yep. Give me an amber ale. I'm a happy camper. Yeah. And actually, fun fact, um, my my brother and my my dad was in town this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a gymnastics tournament here in town. Oh yeah, that's right. Competition. And my brother Mitch um, came from Concordia, and both of his kids competed in the gymnastics tournament. My niece and my nephew, and uh, sorry, two out of the three, right? The youngest sure. isn't isn't able to compete yet. He's only like uh, two, so yeah, um, too too young. But the cool thing about it was uh, we ended up going down to Wadabee's to watch the basketball game, and then after the basketball game, we came back, got all the kids uh, back to the house. Got all the kids down for a nap. And then me and Mitch and my dad went down to the bar mm-hmm. here in town. And Fun it's called fact, the bar yeah, for those of you who aren't in Russell. <laughs> yes. And they have Avalanche on tap. Do they? Yes, they do. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, another cool thing about uh-huh. the bar is they also have bought uh, since. I don't know, probably a month ago or, or maybe two months. Mm-hmm. They have three really, really nice dartboards. Oh, okay. And when I say really nice, I mean like this is the best really dartboards nice. I've ever thrown on. Cousin Eddie. <laughs> so, yeah, one they have Avalanche on tap, and two, we need to start a dart league. You know, now that we so my son got a dartboard for Christmas. Yep. Um. And I gotta be honest, I I've never been good at darts, but I've always enjoyed playing. Yeah. E- even though I usually take last, it's one of those games where you can suck at but still have fun. Yep. And I think that's kind of a rare thing because take cornhole. Like cornhole is very fun, but nothing's more degrading than when you just can't get <laughs> it on the board or when can't you lose twenty one to zero. <laughs> yeah, and stuff like that. Like it's it's kind of like uh, I I don't really want to play this anymore. But darts, it's like you can totally suck and understand that one, there is a very high skill level when it comes to darts. But two, if you do end up doing something that's not normal for an average player, so if you hit a bullseye, if you hit a trip twenty, yeah, you know, things like that, it's it's kind of it's almost like golf. Like that's the that's the dart throw that keeps you going. Yep. It's like, oh, back, I already man. hit one bullseye. Let me see if I can hit another one. And yep. you just you keep going. Darts is like the bar version of golf. Yes. Holy smokes. We we just solved it. Yeah, that's a take. Darts is the bar version of golf. That's a take right there. Boom. I like that. I like that a lot. I love it. And one of the cool things about it is we could 
Well, first of all, we have, what, three, I think three different bars in town. One's out by the highway. Mm-hmm. The other one's, or two of them are on Main Street, right? Um, and being in a small town, you want to spread your business, right? right? One of the things that the bar has recently stopped doing is serve food. Which that was supply chain issues. Yes. Yeah. And they lost their head chef. But. Yes. So one of the things that, I mean, I want to keep the bar open. Oh, yeah, Not, dude. The vibes in there yeah. are immaculate. Yeah, the the place is really cool. Yeah. And so I think one of the things we could do is if we started a dart league, that would get more business to, to encourage them to keep open, right? Heck, yeah. And so, and this is a, a, a complete hot take. We haven't talked about this at all until no, I, right now. No, I love where this is going. But uh, once Cornhole is done, I think it, we have another three weeks with Cornhole. Um so we could start even if it's a four or five week league. Sure. Just just start getting it around town and then see how many people we can get. I don't even know what a dart league looks like, but even if it was just guys getting down there for one night a week to play darts for an hour, that'd mm-hmm. be a lot of fun. Well, I know in Hayes they have a dart league, and the funny thing is, is each like bar, so to speak, because yep. Hayes has a bunch of bars. Yeah. Like, 10, 12 bars. Right. Uh, they would have like a team that they sort of like back and represent. So even though everybody's from Hayes, you still have like your home bar, so to speak, yeah, which dude, is kind of cool. Yeah. And so you could almost do that here in town where it's like, are you a Wadby's guy or are you a bar guy? You yep. know, and then or each, fossil. Right. And then you you kind of rotate those three each mm-hmm. week. Um, and then yeah, I don't know, like not so much that they sponsor teams, but yeah, it could be a case where it's like, hey, if if Bar League is on, let's just say Thursday nights, do you mind if we come in and practice on Tuesday nights? Right. And then, you know, that's more business for the bar because yep. the home team, so to speak, comes and does that. And do that? I don't know. We might be on something. And and shout out to TJ because, which you guys have heard him on the cast before. Yeah. On, on our Slapapalooza Slapapalooza, uh <laughs> podcast, but... Uh, TJ is the one that got me into darts, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when he used to come back and we used to go over to Hayes and uh, and play darts, that was the, the most competitive. and Well, the first time I've ever been competitive, like right. playing darts. Well, and Nick is ridiculous. Yeah, Nick's, Nick's really good. So darts, and I, I would actually say this is probably very similar to other obscure sports, such as cornhole or I would say like bowling. Like right. Some people get really into it and yeah. they have like nice darts yeah like hundred dollar sets and it's like are you kidding me does it really make a difference it's like right. yeah it was a you know <laughs> yeah. but good, some man. people take darts very seriously and i'm sure between cornhole you've had some people kind of come out of the woodwork and it's like oh man these guys are good like these guys are serious um and i know when we have things like the prairie Essa cornhole tournament and stuff there's people oh, who yeah. come come through from all over the place who are really good darts will it'll give you the same thing where it might start with you and a couple buddies but if this thing goes on for a couple years all of a sudden you're gonna get people coming in from other towns that are like ridiculously good at which is perfect yeah because i mean the whole goal of it in my opinion is to first of all have some type of competitive spirit within the town Mm -hmm. and the community but also to get more business to the bar Yep. And guess what? If we get people out of town, they're gonna be they're gonna be drinking, they're gonna be buying stuff. Right. It it helps the community even more. So yeah. Um 
Man, we spent a little bit of time on that. So I'm no, sorry. No, that's okay. I, I do like I do want to say this though too because just for for anybody who's not in Russell and you don't know what the bar is because I know we said like yes, that's what it's actually called, <laughs> the bar. This is not like Hayes where the mall is literally called the mall, the mall. which was the most <laughs> embarrassing thing for the longest time. Like that the Washington football team, that's the best you could come up with, you know? Right. No, it's called the bar because it's a play off of like a law firm. Yeah. So it's the bar oh man, what is it called? The barista and judge? No. Oh, uh the but, yeah. What it, the heck is it called? Whatever their little subtitle is. But anyways, it's it. the bar as in like the bar, the test that you take to get into, you know, Kansas law, law or New York law. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is. So to become an official licensed lawyer in that state. So that's why it's called the bar. And when you go in there, yeah, there's like law books everywhere. And there's these cool old timey photos and and court cases and and things like that. So, yeah, it's not called the bar because it's a bar. Right. The bar play off of. Yeah. It's it's a play off of the baristas bar and judges. Is it is it barista bar and grill? Yeah, the, the or barristers, barristers. barristers. They, oh my! We sound so dumb. Right <laughs> the barristers bar grill. Jesus, what? What'd you say? We've been drinking barristers. The barristers bar and judges grill. Yep. Boom! I got it right the fifth time. All right. Kay. So, topic number one, yeah. we're going to talk about something that we um, we've we've teased a little bit. Yep. I don't know if we go into full detail. So here's the this. deal. We we said top of the show, we're gonna talk about the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yes. And the the thing with the Super Bowl is people have traditions. Yes. Whether it's a certain dish that you make, whether it's a certain spot on the couch that you sit on, that sort of stuff. And we have mentioned that we with the inaugural Chiefs Super Bowl from two years ago, yes, when they played and won against the 49ers, we started a tradition of a yard game that we yes. That well, you came up with it. We just kind of went along with your drunken ramblings. Yep. And, and this has perfect. turned into, I mean, in my opinion, the funnest yard game of all time. It probably, well, hands down, it's the best yard game I've ever came up with because it's the only. Right. But <laughs> it's also something that that it's just it's a lot of fun. It can be competitive as hell as much as you can make it. Yep. And and it doesn't take a whole lot to do it. No. Um, so with the Super Bowl, as Mark said, two years ago we came up with this idea. It was literally seventy-five degrees on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, we were wearing shorts in on Kansas, the second weekend of February. Yeah, which is unheard of. Yes. So we. <sighs> it felt like summer. It did, and I had my shirt off that day. I, I know. Remember, yeah. It like, was, you it was that got high. a mild, like, suntan. Yeah, in February in Kansas, which, yeah. again, yeah, mind-blowing. But, however, you know, we, we came up with the game. We wanted to play some sort of yard game. Cornhole was on the board, but it was like, yeah, let's, let's, let's do something different. And I, this is a game that, that I kind of stole a little bit from a game that I've played before, but we don't have the um, – Oh shoot! Croquet, croquet, yeah. To play it, which what's the name of that game called? Landmines. Landmines. Okay. Yeah. And this yeah. is a game that I learned when I moved to Russell. 
first, right. Yeah, first year I moved here. Yeah, which landmines, if you don't yeah. know what that Before is. Before I moved here. Ton of fun. Oh, it's, man. It's basically, you, you play a round of croquet, but then as you're playing, you're drinking beer, and when you finish your beer, you crush it and throw it onto the ground. Right. It becomes a landmine, and if you hit it, you you drink half or full beer or whatever. Uh, so So basically what we did is we took that game and we turned it into a golf version where essentially you, so you have one bag, right? Like it's not everybody brings their bag. You have a solo bag of whoever is hosting it and everybody who's playing pulls a club out of that bag. Yep. Personally, I go for the pitch and wedge. That's my right. lucky club. It's my best club on the golf course. It's also my best club in this yard game. Uh, you played with an eight iron this past Sunday. Yes, I did. Um, but, you know, if you pull a driver out, you can play with a driver if you want to. Now, you hold it the entire game. You can't switch clubs. Yep. You also have to have a full beer in your opposite hand. So you're swinging this club one Not a handed. full beer, just a, a beer that has beer in it. Right. Yeah. You Well, you'll... So, okay, we'll back up. We won't go through all the rules, but essentially, everyone starts the game by chugging their beer. Yes. So that you have, you know, X amount of landmines on the course. Yep. And then after that, yeah, you have a beer in your hand at all times. And if it's empty, you throw it onto the course and you grab a new one before you can swing again. Otherwise, it's a penalty stroke. Yes. Yes. So, continue. So, so the the entire entirety of the game is you make a golf course in the yard. and Like, like a mini golf course. A mini golf course. Right. Yeah. Uh, but everybody has their club and their ball with them. And when you tee off, it's, I mean, it's as big as your yard can go. It's really the, the limit of the game. Mm-hmm. But each hole has to be at least six inches in diameter. And it can be any, right. any type Most of the of time cup. we play with five-gallon buckets. And it's laying horizontal on the ground. It's right, right, right. You're not actually, like, launching it into the bucket chip style. Right. It's, yeah, you're putting it into almost like a hockey goal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And so... We we coined the phrase par three, par four, par five, based off a of distance. Yep. However, that doesn't really matter because you have a a normal club in your hand. Right. The only disadvantage you have with that club is that you're swinging it one handed because you have your beer in the other hand. Yep. And so we we kind of keep with that same type of golf mentality with par three, par four, par five, so you can get a birdie, you can get an eagle, you can get an albatross, which Almost oh, had. You were so Almost, close. Like three inches away. But yep. anyway, um this is this the the essentially the the whole point of the game is to not lose. Because if there's five people no there, shit. If there's five people there though, <laughs> no, on each hole though. Sorry, not I to know. lose each hole. Because if there's five people there Thank you, John Madden. The Rip. the last person so say Mark, say there's five people. Yep. I score an eight on a par five, mm-hmm. and you scored a two. Yep. I now have six drinks. Right. It's it's the difference between the best the, and the, the worst. best and the worst player, yep. and this is something that I did not know was a rule, but you very casually made a rule, as is typical when you're counting drinks. <laughs> <laughs> is the counter can count as fast or slow as it's <laughs> So yes. six drinks for one of you might be a lot more or less than six <laughs> drinks for the next guy. Yes. <laughs> Based on who's so, counting. 
Yeah, it it, it needs to go 1001, 1002, 1003. Um that's the standard, but yeah, yeah the more uh advantage you can get, the the, the more you're going to take advantage of as that's the right. person who won. And the that's hole. more landmines on the field and, and people are drinking what? faster. Yeah, so it's a good and a bad thing for the person that won, right? Mm-hmm. The person gets a little bit more drunk, but yet there might be another landmine out there. That's right. So uh, nonetheless, it's a really fun game, um, and I might have done a little bit of a crappy uh, job explaining it, but that's fine because we don't want everybody to just steal this uh, right away. But it is a good, a good fun game that you can pretty much make up with a set of clubs and right. and some balls. Yeah, um, balls, clubs, and some form of a at least six inch wide receptacle. Yes, again, five gallon bucket usually what we use but if that's not lying around you can use a flower pot or uh you know uh, uh I, is it would like a large mcdonald's cup be long enough in diameter it'd be Probably close not. it'd be close it'd be pretty i don't think it's quite coffee can coffee can yeah, yeah. that's a good one yeah. like like a bulk size one yeah yeah, yeah. things so, like that it's it's a really fun game and it, you can do it on the fly and and this is what we made of it here in the middle of nowhere kansas mm-hmm. right so so yeah, game which we keep alluding around it, but it's called Chip Chip Chug. Oh geez, we haven't even. Well, oh my no, goodness. it's okay. So part of the reason why that's funny is because there's a big long term inside joke with our group of friends of CCC <laughs> Cloud oh, County Community College. That goes uh, way back. That goes way back. Way back. And so the fact that Chip Chip Chug has the acronym ccc is hilarious but so we started this as we said the the year the chiefs won the super bowl and as keeping with super bowl tradition we played chip chip chug chiefs won the super bowl so when they went to the super bowl next year which as typical kansas weather would be it was (laughs) single digits and about four inches of snow on the ground we still played we played chip chip chug in the freezing cold yep and th- that was as cold as that was. Like, I could not feel my ex- extremities. Yeah, yeah, extremities. By the end of, not even by the end of that game, I couldn't feel it by, like, hole four. Yeah. You did, like, an entire, we was did it nine? nine? Holes. Okay. We did nine holes. Yeah, yeah, you did an entire nine-hole course that went throughout your entire yard. Yep. We played. Unfortunately, the Chiefs lost. And then even though the Chiefs weren't in the Super Bowl this year, you and I, last minute, decided you know what we need to keep the tradition going we because have to. yeah even though we didn't all get together with with our group for the super bowl because the chiefs weren't in it we finally decide you know what this should be a tradition that isn't just exclusive to the chiefs yes and the best part about chip chip chug on top of the fact that it just kind of gets you hyped up for for the super bowl in general or at least it does for me now yep is we, you and I, had a battle for the ages <laughs> we did <laughs> this last time because we went not one, not two, not three, not three, <laughs> not four, but five, five. playoff holes yeah. before we finally had a winner. And uh, so including the because uh, we because we had a five hole course, right? Four. This time around. Uh, no, it was five. Because we had five. two par threes, a par four, and two par fives, yeah. right? Yep, it was par five. Okay. Or five holes. So so we had a five-hole course this time, and the fifth hole, which was a par five, 
I had to make a basically miracle shot to even push it to the playoff round. Yes. Which I made. Yes. I then had to do that for the next four playoff <laughs> rounds. Yeah. And then finally, I managed to actually have a closer shot than you in the fifth one. And you barely, and I mean barely, yeah. missed your miracle shot. Like, yep. didn't you clank it off the post, actually? Yeah, it was off right. the side, the yeah. left side. Gordon Bombay, Mighty yeah. Ducks it, man. Mm. You cost your team the state title. <sighs> it was off a the right post. It's a heartbreaker. It was. Because you know? the first year, I I don't believe I won the first year. I want to say Rourke did first year. But you definitely won second year because Caleb and I were battling for second. Yeah. So <laughs> it wasn't year, even close. Second year, I definitely I, I smoked everybody. Um, So this year was like, can I win two in a row? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. I was pretty uh pretty confident going into that last round. Yep. Especially after my first hit. Your hit was way off. Yeah, I think you went up, and then I matched you on the second hole, and I think we we both got the same score on hole. Uh, on, or on no, the stroke. We we the got hole three together, and then hole four, I totally just screwed up yep. a gimme shot, which gave you the lead back, and then I managed to tie you up on that fifth hole. Yes, with the miracle shot. Yep. But but nonetheless, we're not going to get into super details. I mean, we're, we kind of already have. The story's been told. You won. Whatever. All right? The real thing that we need to address here is the first year that we con- conceptualized this game, we had four people. Mm-hmm. The then next three. year, and we won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yep. Right? Yep. The next year, we had three, and we lost the Super Bowl. Yep. So I can't. I can't help but just to blame Rorick <laughs> for losing the Super Bowl. He didn't come defend second. his title. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, Rorick, this is on you that we did not go back-to-back on Super Bowls. And <laughs> and, and and consequently, consequent, consequently, consequently, yeah. uh, this Thirsty year we didn't make quench. it to the Super Bowl because we didn't win it back-to-back. So, us not making it to the Super Bowl this year is also on. <laughs> you just like blaming things. Like and that. and now um, this year, my team that I had picked did not win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I still won twenty dollars. Yeah, right? you covered, baby. I did I covered? Which I told you you would. I would. Yep. Yep. You did. And so, Alan, it's okay. That... I also told people to smash the under, which was correct. <laughs> yep, and I also did. told people to go for heads. Also correct. I went yep. three for three. Yeah. So, Rourke, uh, thank you for the $20 this year, but you also were not here for the chip chip chug, which also means thank you for my loss. <laughs> so I'm just going to blame everything on Rourke. All right. Sounds good. All right. Are we well, done? Let, well, let's let's just very quickly <laughs> talk about the actual game. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Yeah. The Super Bowl. Yeah, Super what Bowl. What happened there? So, lions Bengals. Fun game. Um, I was watching a little bit of sports talk radio the next day, and they were talking about how essentially the Rams defense just played lights out with the exception of a couple of just mental errors or, you know, somebody could even say that the refs gifted the Bengals that 75-yard touchdown because of the missed face mask call. Yeah. However, you, you know, they also called – what could be considered a sort of phantom holding call on Luke Wilson. Like, yes, he, 
he was making contact, but there's been more contact than that, and it hasn't been called. Absolutely. So, you know, it broke even. You can blame the refs. You cannot blame the refs, whatever. But ultimately, here are the three things I took away from that Super Bowl. Number one, my guy, Matt Stafford, he got what he deserved. Year one after leaving Detroit, you know, that, that suck hole of a football town. Yes. He goes out. He wins a title. Excellent for him. And honestly, it's one of these things now where I still love the guy. Yep. But if he's going against, say if we have a rematch next year, mm-hmm. I won't be cheering for Stafford. I'll be no. cheering for Burrow next year. Because yeah. it's like, look, Stafford got his. Yep. Now it's time for Burrow to get his, which is point number two. Burrow will get his. Oh, yeah. Because even though he struggled a lot in that game, most of that was because he just was, Aaron Donald was terrorizing him the entire game. Yeah. And so I think if the Bengals, similar to the Chiefs, if they fix that offensive line, Burrow's winning, you know, a couple of championships, if not at least one in the yeah. next five years. I'll and that's say. scary. Yeah. That's scary as a Chiefs fan. <laughs> yeah, that is. AFC, you know, we got Josh Allen, we got Lamar yeah. Jackson, we got Justin Herbert, we got Joe Burrow. Like, yeah, it's not good. You never know. Maybe Rodgers or Wilson goes to Denver or Pittsburgh. And yeah, it it could get real scary in the AFC. Very, it, very it's going to be a, a flip of a coin. Right. Yeah. So point number two. Yeah. Burrow was great. But point number three, and this had nothing to do with the game. That halftime show was <laughs> electric. Yes, it was. But. <laughs> and screw everybody else that says it wasn't and that Prince was better. No, that was the coolest freaking halftime show. I don't know, Prince show. was pretty good. Katie I know, but, and I rewatched the Prince one. I know, but dude, this like tugged at all of our heartstrings. Like okay. we grew up with this music. I know. Can I tell you something really funny? Because right. I saw a meme that I know you'll appreciate. Yep. Uh, and actually, it was Rorick who, who tweeted this. Uh, I, actually, I don't think it was a meme, but uh, just like a Twitter post. But it, it was basically, you know, somebody saying, Man, I'm tired of them having like The Who and Paul McCartney and Bruce Springsteen and all of these old bands. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, finally, the Super Bowl has a halftime show that appeals to the, us young folks. Ten seconds later, oh, God. <laughs> yep. Because we're not that young anymore nope. because the average age of all of those people were in their 50s. Yep. <laughs> we're we're now considered Mary J. Blige is in her fifties. Yep. Eminem is in his fifties. No Dogg way, is, Eminem yes. is not in his fifties. Look it up; he's fifty. Dude, look no it up. Way, look it up. No way. Look it up. Dude's fifty years old. I'm telling you right now. I'm pretty sure. I I will I will have dead air on the podcast. Yeah, hold on, Eminem. October 17th, 1974, or 72. He 72. is 49 years old. All right. Okay, in October, right? Holy smokes. So he's turning hey, 50 this year. Did you know? Oh, God. <laughs> that he was born in St. Joseph, Missouri? No. That's just straight north of Kansas City. Oh. Well, he grew up in Detroit. I know that What? Much. He was born in St. Joe, Missouri. That's uh, all right. Sorry. Cool. Hey, all right. Rep in the Midwest, baby. Okay, so I knew I not, liked Eminem. Well, Detroit's <laughs> Midwest too, technically. But <laughs> oh yeah, kind of. Whatever. <laughs> so 
All right, so maybe Eminem's not quite 50, but everybody else Almost. on that stage yeah, was six 50 months plus. from it. Right. Eight months. So it, either way, it's like, oh, God, now we are the old folks. Yep. And the, the reason I know this is because you and I, e- even though I was annoyed that the song that they made Eminem play was Lose Yourself because that's the most cliche sports song of all time. <laughs> like, God. Yeah, but, but it's also a freaking banger. It is, and evidenced by the fact that you and I both started rapping <laughs> it. Yeah. And my son, sitting in the recliner, looked over <laughs> at us like we were insane, like, what the hell are you Yeah, and doing? then Rachel and, and Katie both came in and was like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> yeah. Well, so, yeah, that's the thing, is we're vibing to this song, and my son's staring at us like we're crazy, no different than we probably stared at our parents when they were jamming out to their Bruce Springsteens and their princes and all that sort yep. of stuff. So we've officially entered that realm, but I guess that's why we're dads, which is also why we have a show about being dads. dads. So there's your Super Bowl, dominated oh. by Chip Chip Chug. Yes. And, um, and, and your wife caught a really awesome photo that i will probably cherish for for a while and it was me and my two boys sitting one on each knee watching the game and all three of us were like just super focused on the tv oh nice i've seen that one yeah she got a picture of us and and so for me like well i I knew she was taking the photo and it was one of those things was like i'm just gonna let her capture the moment i didn't smile at the camera i didn't tell the boys to smile anything like that yep because uh, for me in that moment, like my two boys and me were sitting there focused on the Super Bowl. Yeah, and like for me, that's not like you can't you cannot get a more iconic like memory for me. Which I guess really, I mean, it's the because first, the last first two Super Bowls we've watched solo purposely yeah. without kids because we knew there was a lot of <laughs> right. This was in a weird way almost your first Super Bowl with both boys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, and and I w- I would cherish that moment. Again, I knew she was taking the picture, but um, that moment, the Bengals were about to go down and kick the game winning or the game tying field goal, and so for me, like, and I had all both my boys like just amped up, like we're going yep. for the Bengals, we're going for the Bengals. And uh, and so like they're both in like just in tune with the game, and that was really cool. Which I'll say this too, I broke the streak this year, which I'm very happy about. So every time I had a baby, aka the first two babies, <laughs> the goddamn Patriots won the Super Bowl. <laughs> but I had a baby this year. Now, granted, it was the opposite sex, so maybe I just need to not have any yeah. more girls. Yeah, you're but, done. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm done anyways, but. Fact is, the year my girls were born, that like the following season, the Patriots won yep. the Super Bowl. Which, or, or actually, Tom Mary, Brady, Mary Kate was born the year of the Falcons Super Bowl. Oh, like geez. she was born days before; she was yeah. like five days old during that Super Bowl. I forgot about and that. And then Isabel was born when they beat the Rams. Oh and shoot! So Jack yeah. was born this year. Who, ironically, the Rams won the Super Bowl. Yep. So, I I guess. When I have a girl, the Patriots win. Why I have a boy, the Rams win. So tell you what, if Katie and I end up pregnant again, I'm going to find out what it is, and I'm placing a fat damn bet in Vegas. Vegas, Vegas. (laughs) Baby Vegas, I'm betting on whatever gender it is. Heck yes. So, well, I say we take a break, and then let's talk a little bit about the WM Open. 
Let's do it. All right. All right. Take a break. Mm, bye. And we're back. Now what the heck are we going to talk about? Well, first thing we need to do is ultra. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm going to go a different route. Michelob. <laughs> no? I don't know. You should have gone first then. Yeah, whatever. Michelob. Ultra. Ultra. Yeah. yeah that's, so. You know, we got to keep the carbs down. We just had an amber ale. We need to cut it back, drink yep. the lowest carb beer on the market, keep our slim dad bod figure going. Oh, yeah. But we know it's coming up in the next segment. Dude, <laughs> should we like reach out to Michelob Ultra and with our like tens of followers? I mean, and, I've already said that any beer outside of, like, okay, don't get me wrong. If you want to sponsor me, I will take whatever sponsorship I can get. But if you're, like, a sour beer or, like, some nope. banana-flavored Hefeweizen, nope. not that I won't I take care. it. I'll do it. But I'll, like, I'll cringe as I do it if that's what you're only known for. Whereas if you're like Sam Adams, like they may have a sour Sam Adams or a Hefeweizen right. Sam Adams and stuff right. like that. But it's like, oh no, like I'll, I'll drink all the Sam Adams. You just yep. give it to me. So yeah, if Michelob Ultra wants to sponsor us, I will happily switch to mix. I think I mentioned this last time we had a similar conversation, but I want to mention it again just for, for maybe some of our new listeners. I just like beer. Uh, Genesee Light. Would, oh, yeah, you have said that before. I would happily take a Genesee Light sponsorship. Never had it. Oh, baby, you're missing out. <laughs> can we get a Prost? Yeah, we can get Can we? Yeah, that's where I bought the, the $12 Some case, Colt 45s and two case of beer. Was, baby, that's all we need? Dude, I'm not kidding you. It was like <laughs> less than $15 for 30 beers. Hell yeah, it dude. It was awesome. Let's yeah. do it. Okay. So Okay, next next show. Wait, actually, you know what? That rolls right really into into what we're going to talk about next. Oh, it really the does. waste management open. Yes, the so WM just a open. just a you know a, a shout out disclaimer uh, recant on our words whatever you might call it. Mark, we were planning on being at this waste management open. We were. We, we were. really truthfully were. Man, I had spoken with my uncle. Yeah, he's like not a. Pr- he was probably there. I didn't. Which even touch which your uncle him. lives in in Phoenix. Yes. Yep. Where the tournament is held. Yep. And and so we we had the stay. We had the Prius, which was going to get us yeah. there. We were going to record like eight episodes. We were going to record the on the way and release <laughs> them on the way. Yeah. Um, we had the whole thing planned out. But as as always, as dads, dude, life gets in the way. It but does. There's, there's four of us that were going to go, mm-hmm. and 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 there was it was pretty much. All four of us, unanimous vote. Look, this year it's not the year to go. Right. Which I take that, right? We we all took it. It sucks, but. And I'll tell you what, and I know this is the middle of the show, but I'll just go ahead and throw this out there because we talked about in the last episode the whole money versus happiness thing. I got that dream job that I was talking about. Hell yeah. The the happiness side of things. I have a new job. So partly why I couldn't go was because I didn't have a job and therefore I had no money to justify taking a trip because I barely have had the ability to pay my bills. Yep. Whereas, you know, this time next year, hopefully, you know, family's a little bit more out of debt. We've gotten some house projects done. We've taken whatever vacations we want to take. 
to the point where it's like, hey, I I deserve a boys trip with you guys. And hopefully, because I'm just going to assume that the Waste Management Open, because going into the NFL season, it wasn't known whether we were going to have 18 games or not until very late. Right. And it's like, yes, we're going to have it. So I'm just going to hypothetically assume that golf and any other sport is going to do their best to try to avoid Super Bowl weekend. And that was a concern of ours as well is, dude, what if the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl and we're right. in Phoenix? Like, do we stay in Phoenix and watch? Do we dude, try to fly home to, to keep up terrible. with tradition? <laughs> yeah, so it, it didn't work out. Hopefully this time next year we can do it. However... You know, we got we got our own version of the waste management with the chip chip jug. That was great, but the waste management open. If there was a year to go, it apparently was this year because the drama was insane. Dude, it was intense. Oh, oh, my it was gosh. so good. So I will say, didn't watch Thursday or Friday, um, but watched a lot of Saturday. And, of course, the big highlight from Saturday was for the first time since 2015. And there's only been, I think, like six or seven players who have actually done it. But so if you know nothing about the Waste Management Open, it's like the the college, like, I don't even want to say that. Like college crowd atmosphere, right? Like if you go to, you know, yeah, a Sooner game, a K-State game, a KU game. Well, maybe not KU game for football, but <laughs> <Right>. basketball. <laughs> but like, it's got like student section vibes, dude. So all over the place. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. right. So you know, Augusta, high and mighty. Yeah. U.S. Open, high and mighty. British Open. Yeah, that's probably as snobby as you can possibly get. <laughs> but there's two events every year that are like known for the craziness. Yes. That's the Ryder Cup, Ryder Cup because it yeah. is USA versus Britain and it's well, a team. Yeah. Kinda, it's like almost like the Olympics. It's right? like the Olympics. Right. And then the Waste Management Open, which is like, dude, this is just a, a golf party is what Right. Is. But it's it, it what's funny is the whole entire tournament is is classified as that, right? It's like the party, the the yeah. the even the, the announcers. All that. But Really, it all comes down to one hole. Yeah, hole sixteen. Sixteen. The and arena sixteen hole. is a par three. And oh man, I want to say it's like one one sixty five. Yeah, it's not long normally. at all. Yeah, yeah. But they have stands that is three stories tall. Yep. On three sides of the hole, and then the the back end of the hole is like it, it drops down. It's like to a like walkout tunnel. One or one or two hole or one or two stories, but where they walk in at. It's yeah. underneath the big part of the stands, and it's a legit tunnel. Yeah. Dude, like... It's like entering a football stadium. Yeah, and it's loud. And one of the things that uh, that I, I just... I find it comical is the announcers were, like, trying to explain this hole. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it on Thursday uh, on my way back uh, from Colorado. And one of the things they said it was, like, at normal events, at normal PGA t- Tour events... Yep. People get kicked out for saying little stuff. Right? You could sneeze and get kicked out. Right. Like, if they chirp at all, yep. it's like, oh, no. Like, Bryson will kick somebody out. Brooks yep. will kick somebody out. Yeah. Like, Ricky will kick somebody out. Like, oh, it doesn't matter. Phil will kick somebody Phil out. Phil will kick somebody out. Right. Dad, Dad Savage, Savage will destroy <laughs> you. <laughs> right. But when they, like, it's like everybody understands it that when you go to the Waste Management Open and you're on hole 16, like, 
all bets are off. Yeah. It's not the PGA anymore. No. For this one hole, it's not the PGA. Yep. And one of the things that I was watching on Thursday, uh, it was Rom. Rom came in. I was oh, watching sure. Ricky, Rom, and uh, oh, geez. Gosh dang it. Uh, Either way, I love both of those. Yeah. What a grouping. I can't remember the la- the third one. Anyway, uh, Ricky was. It was no, it okay. wasn't. It's somebody, uh, Buckley. Buckley. That's oh, who it was. Know who that is. Um, and I was watching that, th- that three go all the way through. Yeah. And um, they got to 16, and Rom was uh, three under. Uh, Speeth, or sorry, not Speeth. Uh, Ricky was two under, and Buckley I think was even or maybe one over. Mm-hmm. And dude, Rom Rom had the box, so he comes through the tunnel first. And dude, he like his his caddy when he first got up to the tee box, his caddy was trying to like calm him down. Like you could see, like like he was doing like motions with his hands, like right. hey, we need to calm down. Like we need to breathe. We need to get our our adrenaline in check here. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, dude, he turned to the crowd and just both hands up, pumping them up. Yeah, like, dude, he was he was in, like just living it. Yeah, and and like, dude, this is where the merge of like golf and like the NFL or the NBA yeah. or like Feeding any other off the crowd. Yes, yeah. dude, living off the crowd. And what was funny was he grabbed. Uh, it was a seven iron at first. And really? He, and he was talking to his caddy with it about it. He grabbed his seven iron first. From 165? He yeah, seven. it might not have been 165. I don't remember. But I, I think I, you're right, though. I, I do remember he grabbed his seven iron and then he went down to his eight iron. Uh huh. Because like he could feel the adrenaline. Yes. And dude, like what's funny is he ended up coming up short still. So if he would have hit the seven iron, it'd have been like perfect. But, right. Um, I just I, I wanted to share that because like it, it speaks to the whole like yeah. like the intensity in a PGA golf tournament yes is at this hole on this one course at this one tournament once a year yeah and and that's what was really our draw when we were we were looking at a tournament to go mm-hmm. we looked at Tulsa we looked at even florida or north carolina or yeah, california texas yep right and all that stuff like all that stuff is it, it'd be awesome to go to don't get me wrong it would be yep but the waste management open is our type of golf tournament oh yeah so it, and i'll piggyback on what you said with regards to you know at a normal golf tournament yeah you you're quiet while they swing now granted once the ball you know once the club hits the ball and the ball yep. is in the air you can shout things, chirp, cheer, whatever. Yep. And even with regards to feeding off the crowd and that type of thing, you get that on like a big hole. You know, that's yeah. what like Tiger was known for is he Absolutely. would sink a, you know, an eagle putt or a birdie putt and the crowd would just go crazy and he'd be pumping him up like, yeah. And he would carry that to the next hole. Yep. But then. Yeah. Right before tee off. Everybody quiet. Yep. Tiger's about to tee off. And it's like that. So you can't continue feeding off of that. Whereas, like you said, this hole is entirely different. And the crazy part is, is the announcers normally, you know, I'm not sure if they're in like a booth or if they're standing by the hole or whatever, but they're also like, like, all right, Tiger Woods stepping up to the tee box. Yeah. Looks like he's <laughs> playing a, a three wood on the, on the deck. 
This is and nice shot, you know, and like, yeah. and they're very quiet. Whereas the announcers, they're literally talking as they, <laughs> they are talking in their backswing yes. and they are right next to them on yep. the tee box, which is hilarious because that is rule number one in golf. Do not talk in my backswing. Yep. And the announcers are casting this at, as these people are swinging. But then, like you said, on top of it, the crowd is chanting, they're yes. cheering. And the funniest Booing. part is, is it does not matter. Booing. Well, that's the thing, is it does not matter who you are. You could be the most well-liked. You could be Phil Mickelson. You know, I don't know anybody who doesn't like Phil Mickelson. Right. But if you don't hit that thing within 10 feet of the hole, you are getting booed and booed hard. Like you're the opposing team. Again, I use college stadium thing. You are in, uh, I don't know what the Sooner Stadium is called, but you are in Sooner Territory. Yep. And Texas just came out of the tunnel. Yeah. You are getting booed by these folks. Yeah, Whereas if you put it within 10 feet of the hole, they're cheering <laughs> like you're the greatest thing to ever walk the planet. Yep. And the best part is, and I did not realize this was the tradition until right before I turned it on as I was waiting for the Saturday round to play. As I was watching America's Caddy, it's on ESPN+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Great show. And they showed the tiger clip of when he did it. Um, and then he, he eventually went on to win the masters later that year. It was his first ever masters, right? but you know, he was just this young kid, you know, phenom type of golfer already was winning over crowds with the way he was playing. He hit a hole in one and I did not realize this was where even the tradition kind of started, <laughs> but people just started showering the tee box, the, the green, all that stuff. Yeah. Inside with, the stadium, baby. With beer. Yes. When he hit a hole in one. And so sure enough, I'm watching Saturday, and all of a sudden, you know, the, the announcers cut to 16. <laughs> and it's like, this just 30 seconds ago. And like they're going crazy yep. to the microphone and they go to the replay. And I forget the guy's name off the top of my head, uh, but Ryder. Ryder, thank you. Yep. Yes. R Y D E R. This guy hits a shot, you know, takes a nice bounce and then just rolls right into the hole. And to the left, like it was a freaking shot, dude. Yeah. It, it was, was a great shot. Beautiful. And immediately the camera pan or, or like shifted to you weren't even looking <laughs> at the hole or the golfer. It looked to the stands yeah. immediately <laughs> and just the explosion oh my God. of just beer being flung mm-hmm. around was crazy and it took them 10 15 minutes Dude, to clean it off it was a for the time. other two golfers yes. to, to, tee, to off. Then tee off <laughs> like oh you if that happened anywhere else in the world yeah like the, it's shut down it's yeah. done yeah. the tournament is over everybody go home we cannot have this type of behavior but like you said at the waste management open not only is it allowed but it is highly encouraged yes as evidenced by the fact that on sunday and again i don't remember the dude's name yeah i can't but remember that he guy's name. so on sunday someone else hit a hole in one and the announcers were like oh no here we go again and they like hit the deck <laughs> because beer bottles and cans just started flying out of the stands <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just the most insane thing. Oh. But beyond the hole in one, which I don't know how you can top that at right. that tournament, um, we do very quickly have to talk about. So it came down to Patrick Cantlay yep. versus um, uh, Scotty. Uh, Scotty, thank you, Scheffler. Yep. And Cantlay essentially choked it away. Yeah. He, co- yeah, he did. Like, 
I think it went to three playoff rounds, yes. but on all three, he had the opportunity to win it and yep. just couldn't finish. So props to Scheffler for winning that. But the golfer I want to talk about. Hold on. I okay. want to I want to speak ahead. just real quick. Scheffler shot on the third playoff round out of the bunker yeah. to the green. Yeah. Was unbelievable. Yeah, that was insane. So because that was a gimme putt at that yeah. point. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't. It was still it was still about fifteen to twenty feet. Was it? Yeah. Maybe I was thinking because, playoff hole too. Well, so the playoff round before they they both missed the green because they're both right of the fairway by that same bunker that mm-hmm. that Scheffler hit out of. Um, they both missed a green. They both tripped on and then putted for par. Scheffler hits in the bunker right after Cantlay hits it, just pipes it straight down the fairway. Super nice lie and all that. That's right. And Scheffler pops it out of the the bunker like 15 to 20 feet, which surprised the, the crap out of me. Yeah. Right? Because I was like, oh, here he goes again. Cantlay wins it. Yep. Right? He's going to miss a green all that. So Scheffler hits it 15, 20 feet, and and I looked at you, and I was like, oh, man, that puts a lot of pressure on Cantley. Yeah. Because, again, we're watching the TV to the right of the Super Bowl. Right, yep. Right? And so we're we're watching it, and you and I are having this sidebar conversation the whole time. Your father-in-law is just, like, going nuts on the Super Bowl, which I love. Yep. I love. But I loved even more that we took the time to, like, hey, you need to get that TV onto the right, onto the, the Waste yeah. Management Open. We were dual screening. Yeah. Right? So we watched it, and I, I said, yeah, dude, he has to put it within uh, Shuffler here, which Cantley did. Yep. And I'm like, all right, well, shoot, that's going to be game unless Shuffler sinks his putt. Yep. And holy crap, he gets up there. That's right, buried Sinks it. the putt 15, 20 feet. I, I, it has to be around there. I, I, I didn't see the actual you, You're right. Yeah, you remember footage, it better. But, mm-hmm. um sinks the putt and I'm going nuts. Like I jump out of my chair. I'm I'm freaking Tiger Woods fist pumping and all that. Like, and we were Sheffler, cheering for Cantley, which is hilarious. Yes, but like, like you love to see good Sheffler golf. Just did this, baby. Let's go. And so I really wanted to see a fourth round. Yeah. And then Cantley missed a putt. Yep. Game okay. over. But mm-hmm. that's how it ends. And and I was I was excited as hell to watch Scheffler win it. Speaking of choking, Xander Shoffley Oh God! Who, gold medalist, by the way, yeah. for the United States uh, as of last year's Summer Olympics. They showed a graphic, and I did not realize this because right now I think he's top five in the world. Yeah, or something. Yeah, like, uh, four top or five, five. Yeah, doesn't have a victory, but he has eleven top three finishes. Think yeah. about that. Does not have a win. No, none. Eleven top three finishes, and that was before this weekend. Yeah, and. I don't remember if he finished tied for third or just top five or whatever, but this dude, we were watching him. We kept waiting for him to make a run. And every time it seemed like he was getting ready to just, you know, do the tiger thing and take yep. charge and run away with this thing. He'd miss a gimme putt. Yeah. I mean, six feet or less, like you're a pro, you're supposed to make these and just never did. Or yeah, he'd shank a, you know, his second shot and miss the green or something and have to chip in. Like, it was just, this dude, like, he needs to mentally work on some stuff. And Brooks, speaking of people choking it away, the announcers were saying... Who, Slim Shady? Yeah, Slim (laughs) Shady. 
<laughs> yeah, th- dude, that looks so bad. But oh, even the announcers, cool. they were they were making fun of Brooks because he also was in position the entire time to yes. just run away with it. His driver on point yep. all day. His putts on point Short all game. day. You know what he <laughs> couldn't do? He couldn't hit his wedges. Yep. Every time he would go to hit a wedge, he would either short it or shank it. Every time. To the point where they're like, you need to not practice your driver next week. You need to practice your wedge. <laughs> right. Because, yeah, Brooksy should have absolutely walked away with that tournament yep. and just played terrible. But the one guy who did play great and ultimately did not get into the playoff and kind of won the hearts of Americans all over the place, <coughs> the gala. And oh my god, so this dude, I love this guy. So he's got like this quiet demeanor, yep. But my two favorite things about him number one is the second he hits a bad shot, he basically just drops his club <laughs> in his hand, yep. like in his backswing, he'll just let go of his club, like, well, that was crap, yep. And it, you know, because some and you give Speeth a lot of grief for this, is yes. you know, even when Speeth hits a great shot, dang, ah. Oh, that freaking sucks, you know. Yeah, like, he's like whining. he's he's constantly yes. complaining that he's not perfect. Which I I can respect that type of mentality of like you want to be a hundred percent on your shot every time. But golf's not that way. So right. for him to have that expectation is kind of unrealistic. So I understand why he rubs you the wrong way. Whereas Thigal is the complete opposite. When he hits a bad shot, he is immediately letting you know by just yep. letting his club, and then he'll just kind of stand there, slump over to the side, you know, hand on his hip, watch it, and then he picks up his club, and then he goes and, like, like hits his next shot perfect. Yes. And he doesn't let a bad shot get to him. He is he is the epitome of on in the next one. Yep. On in the next shot, on in the next hole, and I think that's what won a lot of people over, but the second thing that I love about him had nothing to do with him at all. It was a fan at the Waste Management <laughs> Open who yes. came up with, and I hope to God this sticks. Whoever else <laughs> heard this on the broadcast, like me, needs to follow this guy to every single tournament and do this after every single shot that he does. And every time that club connects with the ball and it flies into the air, you just need to hear, Figala! <laughs> Dude, perfect. That was absolutely perfect yeah yeah if that does not become if he if i don't see a commercial (laughs) for ricola starring figala for in the next two years i am writing a letter to congress yes yeah congress (laughs) that'd be a good move they need to make it happen (laughs) dude yeah and and figala man i was i was a big fan uh friday he so on Thursday he was uh five under after eight holes. Okay. So he started. Yeah, I, hot. Didn't, I didn't see the early play. Yeah, so. he started hot and then just kept it going because I was like, "Who the f is Thigala?" Yeah, right? I never heard of him before. Yeah, this weekend I hadn't either, and and so he he was. I'm not kidding you. He was in it in the leaderboard in as co leader. On Saturday, mm-hmm. then into Sunday, until whole, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I 17. Think it was 17, yeah. Par four. He was, he was co leader at 16, and yes. he, uh, I think he parred that one and was co leader. Yep. Yeah. yep, he parred hole 16, 
17 bombs a drive. Mm-hmm. Bombs a drive. Which when he swings, Dude, so like certain golfers when they swing, you know, take take a guy like Brooks. They can pipe it because they got a lot of power, but like their swing, you know, it looks clean, it looks nice. Yep. Bryson, you know, he's swinging for the fences, but his swing is, you know, shanking left and right all the time. Yes. All the time. He hits it farther than anybody and has to make up for it with a short game, which he does. That's yep. how he won the U.S. Open. But Thigala swings it like Bryson, but with the accuracy of a Brooks. Accuracy. And it's awesome to watch. Almost as our boy Will. Yeah. Almost. Will Z. Almost. <laughs> so, yeah the, yeah. the straight line Will Z. Yeah. Ah, oh, God. I hope Zalatoris is there next year because he coming. wasn't at this tournament. No, he didn't. Uh, for some reason, well, he played the week before, but okay. Um, which ha- maybe have dude. Some if play. he's there next year, yeah. Here's what I want to do: I want to get on the tee box and I want to stand directly behind him and just watch the ball go in a dude, straight line off the box. Well, and then soon after that, Accurate before that, AF. we're gonna yell Thigala <laughs> when, when he plays. Yes. But, uh, nonetheless, oh, I was talking Willie Z going straight. Yeah, no, we're gonna watch Willie Z. Going oh, straight and then Thigalo will be in Thigalo. the same. Yeah. Gotcha. Group. It's either gonna be before or after. So, so anyway, um, but watching watching Thigala just oh, he bombed the drive on seventeen, mm-hmm. hits like twenty yards in front of the green, and he freaking goes over into the water. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, gosh, dang it. Yep. Like, Rookie my mistake. My boy's done. Yep. It's like um, the Bengals, man. Like, you can get you can get there. Yep. But you just you fall apart right at the end, and it, he'll be winning a tournament this yeah. year. Oh, yeah. He will, he will be. Uh, and I, I kept up hope because he got to drop right next to the green, thinking that, like, all right, put it in close. You get par. You can still be co- co-leader going in. Which I will say, that second shot, he hit it great. Yes. It just ran for a mile. Dude, and that's the thing with those those greens at, yeah. at Sawgrass. Phoenix. Not Sawgrass. TPC Sawgrass. Sawgrass, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. At Sawgrass, they were and, and the announcer said it like Thursday. Like these are the fastest greens that any of the It's like hitting off concrete. Yeah. Essentially. So yeah, it sucks. It is what it is. And and he ended up missing his his par putt, mm-hmm. which ultimately cost him. And I just looked it up not too long ago. Right from he got third place. Yep, he tied for third. He got four hundred and forty uh, or thirty-seven thousand dollars. Okay, for third place, decent payout. Yeah, uh, whatever, decent, I guess. Whatever. I mean, it's a small <laughs> tournament. It's not like it's a gust or anything. Right, right. right. Uh, first place, which is Scheffler, after three playoff holes, mm-hmm. one point four. Seven six. Ooh, right. So he missed out on like a milli. He missed out on one point zero three million dollars. Uh, yep. Off of hitting it too freaking hard. Yep. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna lose, you might as well. I guess. Yeah. It's, it's better it. that than like just shanking a you know a Left shot right. to put it in the water. Yeah. He right. just. Yeah. He he, he didn't. He bombed it, baby. Mm-hmm. He bombed it. He he hit it so well that it blew past <laughs> right. the green, right? And into so the water. a lot of a lot of good hope for for Thigala. Uh, he's one of my favorites, 
uh, I, I I really have high hopes on him. Him and Will Will Zalatoris, baby. Mm-hmm. He's going to come. He's going to come this year. He got second uh, the week before this this tournament. So see, I I gotta tell you, I I still love Fowler, but like, oh, I, he's I don't think he's off. ever. I don't think he's ever gonna get back. Like I think he's, he's it's in his head he's, too much. He's he, he, this. I'm gonna hate this comparison because I like this guy too, and I know he's your boy as well. He's the Baker Mayfield of golf. <sighs> he came in with a lot of promise. He's made excellent commercials, like Fowler's in everything yeah you know bakers and everything but then like and and they've had some success you know fowler won the uh the players championship which isn't like an actual major but like he's won the players championship he's won some small tournaments and stuff like that baker you know won the first playoff game for the browns in many many years but when (sighs) it comes to the big ones and especially as of late he just doesn't perform and he's getting to an age now where Guys like, you know, Bryson and Brooks and Will and Thigal, like, these are young guys. Like, Fowler's not young anymore. Dude's like 33 or something, I heard on the Double Bogey show. Yeah. Like, he's an older guy, so it's not like he's suddenly going to bulk, bulk up and start piping drives. So, unless he just Phil Mickelson's it and wins on Savvy, which he does not have, I mean, he's kind of destined to just... Hey, I'm gonna keep making commercials as long as the sponsors still think I'm worth something. But eventually, they're gonna realize, dude's not a winner, right? And I, I agree with with all of the the Ricky Fowler mm-hmm. comments. The one thing I want to disagree with your comparison to Baker Mayfield because Baker is only four seasons. Is that right? Three seasons, whatever it is, uh, into I, his career in the I NFL. I think he's four. Yeah, Ricky's like ten. No, I know. I'm saying, like, I get the same vibe. Like, I hope I'm wrong on both of them. You're, I do. You're damn sure you're wrong. I, I hope Baker, <laughs> I hope, truthfully, I hope B- Baker and the Brownies <laughs> win the Super Bowl. Or I hope Baker goes, you know, he pulls, Somewhere else, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. he goes somewhere else and wins a title, you know, kind of like a Matty Stafford type of a thing. But, like, I, Ricky and Baker give me similar vibes, and I hate that. But but yeah, I'm I'm definitely on the Zalatoris train just because his shot's so pure and oh, clean God. and beautiful. Like love it. you can't not enjoy it. Um, always, we're almost a year. In, always we're almost love a year Dad into, Savage. We're almost a year into loving Will Zalatoris. Yeah, yeah. He broke out at the Masters, yep. and April, he's baby. played well since then. Yep. Um, he's kept on it too. Like I mean, mm-hmm. he hasn't been a one and done. He's he's been a. Oh yeah, no, player. he's been in tourneys. Yeah, he's Absolutely. been a player. Love it. Um, yeah, always love Dad Savage, Phil Mickelson. Um, I mean, it's it's hard not to like you know the staples, but uh, yeah, I I guess I would say I don't have like that go to golfer that I'm like, oh, this is the guy, because again, Ricky's not a winner. Will like even though he's broken out he hasn't had that major yet which right. i mean i guess ricky hasn't had the major yet either and then phil he's he's old enough now that it's like yeah every now and then he'll put together an awesome tournament and yep. you know win but he's not somebody who's going to consistently be at the top anymore because right. he he just can't so i guess in a weird way i'm sort of looking for that golfer to just grab me by the throat and be like you're cheering for me from now the galley <laughs> To gala. Yeah, maybe it is. 
That's maybe him, he's the baby. next Tiger. Who knows? We'll see. All right. Let's take a break. Quick break. Quick break, and we'll be back in less than a second. Mm, bye. All right, and that was a quick break. One second long. One second, baby. <laughs> All right, so topic number three, target. You know what takes longer than a second, though? What's, what's that? Good. Oh, man, I always forget these. Oh, yeah, there he is. All right. So that was we, longer than our break. That was. We we have opened our third beer. Yep. Our bush latte. Still the snow day cans. Still snow day cans. I love them. I do too. They, uh, I feel like they taste colder. Do they not? I think they do. Which I will say this: we we joke about a lot because of the You Betcha podcast about like, oh my god, that's cold. I never. Okay. And <laughs> and maybe it's just me getting older. I know I'm going off the rails, and we're yeah. supposed to keep this segment short. But yeah, you're going, you're getting older. I know, <laughs> I know, we're getting older, but I never like had to use koozies before. Like it was nice because right. it keeps your beer colder longer. You yep. know, like the insulation type of a thing. Yeah, because everybody else was wusses and they couldn't drink their beer fast enough to keep it cold. It, yeah. Right, exactly. But so that's the thing is, I've you know I've been drinking beer for over a decade now. You know, yeah, a while. It, yeah, and. It's one of those things that I never remember, like in college, grabbing a beer out of the fridge, holding it, you know, sipping on it, and thinking to myself, like, God, my hand's cold. I do that all the time now with these bushes. <laughs> like, I yeah. I don't know what it is. And I know my my fridge is not anything special. <laughs> right. Downstairs, upstairs, <laughs> your fridge, doesn't matter. Like, right. when I pull a bush out of the fridge it's and so I'm cold. holding it, oh. like, right now it's sitting on the desk next to my computer here but if i sat here and i hold held it i'd have to switch hands because yeah. it's like oh my god this dude it's cold yeah you know what's even worse than that what trying to chug one before a chip chip chug. i know gosh yeah i pride myself on that stuff and i can't do it anymore yeah. and i don't think i don't think it's because i can't chug beer i think it's because it's too cold it's too cold so, all right tell me about target all right target i got a Man, I don't know what I don't know. Is it a vendetta? It might be. I don't know. It it might just be being married. Uh, I have a thing with Target. It's like a wallet vendetta, yeah, right? <laughs> right, and like a stupid like infatuation. Is that a, is that a word? Infatu in in whatever. No, the hell infatuation it is. means you love it. Yeah. Okay. For, from my wife. Oh, right. Okay. So it's a stupid thing that she has with yeah. Target. Every time we go to Salina, which is the closest place to us that yeah. has a Target, yep. she has to go to Target. Oh, yeah. Like, like and, anytime and we go to she Salina. She doesn't go for anything specific. No. It's, well, I just want to walk through Target real yeah. fast. First of all, it's never real fast. Right. Honey. Right. Let's just pump the brakes And right second there. of all, we can get diapers and wipes from Walmart for this probably lower price. Or Costco, can, yeah. which is also in Salina. Well, no, Sam's Club. Or, well, yeah. our version of Costco. Right, right. Yeah. Which, all right, hot hot take real quick. Sam's Club's is worth it. Dude. I'm just saying. Yeah. I've uh, stolen your guys' like, card a few times to go yeah, in there. That bro, place is awesome. Bro, I bought... A twenty-four pack, 
of Gatorades, like the normal size Gatorades. So you buy at the, right. the store, like not the gigantic ones, but the normal size. A gas station, what is it, like two for five bucks or something? Dude, it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, two fifty to $3 yeah. per Gatorade. Right. I bought 24 of four of them for $17. Ooh. Yeah, like that and... Can't beat those savings. Yeah, that and the water that we buy, like... We buy a, a box of water for, uh, there's like 36 of them, mm-hmm. for like $15. I, I'm not going to rant on bottled water because I can. But. <laughs> but, but but what I'm saying is. Like, I know. It's amazing. I think in the last four visits that we've had to Sam's Club, we've saved more than what our membership costs. Right. So shout out to Sam's Club. I'm just saying. Uh, it's it's worth it. Right. Um. So Target. So Target, the and, bane and, of all husbands, the the bevy of oh, all wives, man. Which Sam's Club, Target, again in Salina, Kansas, right next to each other, mm-hmm. which I hate because again, you have Lowe's for Sam, you, yeah, <laughs> which is awesome. But Sam's Club, where you save all the money, does no good when there's a Target where you spend all the money. Mm-hmm. And it's it's uh, okay, yeah. It's quality stuff at a better price than Walmart, or a better quality than Walmart, worse price than Walmart, whatever. But my my whole thing with Target is my wife will go in there not needing anything, right? Other than maybe diapers and and wipes, like mm-hmm. again, essentials. We're we're parents. At, at at that age where we need to buy diapers and wipes. Yep. But then she comes out with a whole bunch of other crap. Yeah. Like 19 bags worth. Yeah. And and like Chip and Joanna's brand of oh, like no. 14 different Magnolia or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like kitch, kitchen items. Again, is it cool? Yeah. Do we need it? No. Do we buy it? Yes. <laughs> Do I have any control of it? No, I don't. <laughs> and this is the the problem I have with Target. Like, it's such a good store. And and shout out to whoever is the the marketing people of Target because they're outstanding in targeting basic white girls. <laughs> do you know why I say this, Mark? I'm going to guess it has something to do with the fact that there's a Starbucks and everything. A Starbucks. A Starbucks. <laughs> and it's so true. And you know what I hate more about this mark this magnificent marketing campaign that they've done? What's that? They have roped my dumbass into wanting Starbucks every time I go into Target. Oh really? See, yes. I think Starbucks sucks regardless. No, dude, but. they're frappes, 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 whatever the hell they're called. They're freaking amazing. And every time I go in there. Guess what I think of the first time I even walked through the door. And that's like an extra ten bucks you're spending. Yeah. Yeah. For two of us. Yeah. I want a frappe. I want a caramel. I, I don't know all the the words yet. Yet. Yeah. I, I will get there probably eventually in the next, you know, year or two. Oh yeah, it's its own language. Yeah. Right? I'll be like Vente, blah, 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 blah. Uh caramel frappe, please. But that's the thing that pisses me off, I think, the most. Okay. Is that they have conditioned me. And to getting a freaking coffee as soon as I walk in the door, mm-hmm. going to the bathroom, and then you know what I do anytime that my wife comes to 
and to Target. What's that? I say, see ya. I'm going to the electronics. Yeah. I want to see those TVs. Dude, I was just going to say, have you seen Target's DVD collection? Dude, yeah. It's it is on fire. Yeah, and it's actually comparable to, to Walmart. Oh, price. yeah. Yeah. You get little four-pack deals. Yep. You get, like, two-for-one deals. Like, yeah. there. I have seen some movies there for five bucks. I was like, there is no way this movie's, you yeah. know, this DVD's $5. Because yeah. I'm going to watch it, you know, 87 GD times. <laughs> I'm going to get my money's worth out of this DVD. Right, right. This should be 30 bucks at least. At least, yeah. The Blu-ray extended cut director's <laughs> version. Yeah. Five bucks at Target. Yeah. And then, I, I don't know about this. So Target has some pretty good stuff. Have you been to their, like, sporting goods section? Yeah. It, and that's Dude, another thing that... Their golf pants are elite. Yes. It, and that's what pisses me off even uh, more. Is again, like... Their polos. You know how to outdo Walmart just uh, enough. Mm-hmm. Just enough. Is the quality better? Eh. Maybe. We we like to think so. Yep. But man, does it Walmart, look good? You're spending ten. Target, you're spending fifteen. Yeah. Does it look better? For some reason, yes, it does. I don't know why. Is it the Starbucks? I may. I may. Do are they <laughs> spiking our drinks? Holy smokes! Making us think. Are they like roofing us with like some sales drug? All right. I. I. You might be onto something there. But not to go into to like also, super deep. The dollar aisle and Target. Uh, my wife has to stop there every time. Every single time. She spends no minimum of twenty dollars yeah. from the dollar aisle. And where is that located? At every freaking Target store? Right next to the Starbucks. Yeah. Right next to the Starbucks. <laughs> you can't go past either of them. <sighs> You're dead before you walk in. So I think the thing and 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 hopefully this might be it, but the thing that pisses me off the most about Target okay. and our wives yep. is we've already addressed it a little bit. Is they they buy more than what they need. Right. It's it's sales. It's hey honey, guess how much I saved. Right. And, and what we actually hear is guess how much I spent. Yeah. Yeah. You might have saved two hundred and fifty dollars, but you still spent five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the that's the key. Yeah, guess how much I saved. Yeah, seven hundred fifty dollars value for only five hundred. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, the the worst part, and this is what gets just gets me irate, is we come home with all these Target bags, mm-hmm. and again, I mentioned, and we both mentioned that it's a lot of stuff that we probably don't need. Things you don't have a home for, as did my you, wife likes to say. When when you came into the house tonight, did you see anything on the floor? Did you notice anything? Right I guess I didn't take a gander around, no? but did All you right. have some Target bags on the floor? Well, we went to, to Caleb's birthday party, oh shoot, a month ago. Yeah, 22nd. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's still Target bags. Right next to the back door. Oh no! From that trip. From that trip. <gasps> oh and no! And that's what—that's what infuriates me. It's like we're going to Target just to go to Target to buy crap to leave at the back door. You know what's funny is from that same trip, I actually took a picture because we we had had this conversation off air. Yep. 
that trip. Yeah, I was mad still. And <laughs> we came home, unloaded the car, Target bags went onto the floor. Yep. And they were there for a solid three days before my wife, again, quote unquote, found a home for exactly. those items in the bags. Exactly. So we just, we go to Target just to buy stuff, just to buy stuff. Yep. And then it comes home and then it just sits and sits and sits. Yep. And that's what in, just infuriates me. And even, even once you put it away, do you ever use it? Well, yes and no. Most of the time, it's like things for the kids, like mm-hmm. extra stuff, like a cup is about to go out. And so we buy an extra freaking cup with a straw on it or whatever. Like most of the time, it does get used, but it, it infuriates me the most. It's like, oh, we're just going to like leave it here in the Target bags just so everybody that comes to the door knows that we went to Target <laughs> instead of like, hey, this is something we actually need. Like, I guarantee if it's a damn Walmart bag. No, nah, that thing's going in the trash right away. <laughs> you, know, you know what I should do? Just just to mess with your wife. When I when I walk out of here tonight, I should just grab one of the Target bags and see if she notices. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guarantee you she doesn't. Just take it on the way out. <laughs> All and right. this has got to live in my car for the next week. One take I want to, I want to hit just real quick before mm. we, we're ending the podcast is you have come up with a strategy that is – potentially game-changing for I have. for us dads going into Target. I do. So, first of all, if you've never seen the You Betcha skit of, like, Dads of Target, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Uh, Phenomenal skit. Doodad. I think I, it was Doodad. Well, Doodad is in it, yeah. and then Charlie Barron's is in it, but I yep. think You Betcha actually owns the skit. Okay. But, but they all were right. all guest stars, yes. Yep. Phenomenal skit. It's hilarious. It reminds me of all of us. Yes. But, of course, it's over the top. You know, that's how YouTube videos are. They're very over the top. Unrealistic. Yeah, unrealistic. Here is something realistic. And this this primarily pertains to the Salina Targets. But for those of you listening who are shopping at Targets near you, locate, just, just take a look around when you're in the parking lot and see... If you see any neon lights. Ooh. Okay. Because you know what neon lights means, right? Bar. Right. Yes. So when you're standing in the Target parking lot of Salina, Kansas, <laughs> and you look literally directly across the parking lot, like yep. entrance of Target on your right, and then to your left, there's some neon lights. And it's the Midwest favorite Applebee's. Yes. <laughs> directly across the way. So here's what I do. My wife, she says, hey, you know, we're in Salina. I have to make a target run. It doesn't matter. Like, doesn't matter what we're there for. We could be there for a funeral. And it's like, babe, I got to go to target before we leave. All right. Like, I don't even argue anymore because it's a moot point. But you know what I do do? (laughs) (laughs) Do do. Do do. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) I knew it was coming. That was great. But what I do do is I say, okay, here's what you're going to do. You want to go to Target? You want to spend money that we don't need to spend? Great. I'm going to do the same. You're going to drop me off. You know, actually, you don't even have to stop the car. I'll just <laughs> jump out. I'll jump out and roll. Yeah. Duck and roll. I will be at the Applebee's bar. When you are checking out, let me know so I can pay my tab. And then you just swing, you know, again, you don't even have to stop the car. I yeah. will leap in the car. Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible <laughs> style, you know, get, I'll come running the lawn next to you, open the door, jump in, you know, 
And so, yeah, I go to the nearest place that has alcohol. That has a drink. Which, for yep. the Salina one, which which is what we're used to, happens to be Applebee's. You get those $1.99 Long Island iced teas. Oh, baby. You know, you get the monthly specials, whatever they are. Yep. Beer on tap, games on the TV, and it just makes your wife, you know, guess how much I saved. It makes that conversation a little easier because you got a little bit of a buzz going. And it's like, you know what? It's okay. Yep. It's all right. You bought some crap we don't need, but you know what? You let me go have a couple beers. Yep. And I feel okay with it. Yeah, it it takes... uh place of the the six or seven or eight maybe fifteen dollars that you're gonna spend at uh yeah. at starbucks <laughs> yep it does that's that's the thing is if anything i'm saving yeah. you money yeah so, a four dollar beer at the bar is cheaper than a six dollar coffee yeah. at starbucks and the grueling agony of having to follow your wife around like a <laughs> lost puppy at the store and nah, you might you find go, something really sit cool at the bar too. you watch the game you have your beer and then you walk out of that place and you feel refreshed yep. and willing to take on the world and take on whatever number your wife <laughs> throws in your face as to what just came out of your credit card. That she saved. That's right. Yep. That's how you do it. So, no, like, like I said, if you are like us with the Target Runs with your wife, please keep in mind this ace in the pocket that you have. Mm-hmm. And and find a bar and and make it make it a good argument of why you're going here instead of Target, and I think I think you have it made. To be See, honest, here's the other thing, and it, and if your wife does fight you on the, you can't go to a bar. You need to come with me. Just say this, honey. Would you rather rather again? That's the second time I've done that this podcast. <laughs> would you rather? Would you rather drag me around the store and have me arguing with you over every purchase, or would you rather just buy to your heart's content? Right. And I like, I can't fight you if I'm not there. Right. Would you rather me go spend ten to fifteen dollars of our money enjoying myself? You don't even have to tell me what the number. Is. You don't have to tell me what yep. you saved. We'll get in the car. We'll drive home. I don't even have to know. What I don't know doesn't hurt me, right? Yeah, for the That's most your part. argument to your wife is, hey, yeah. you can either drag me in there kicking and screaming and I'm going to fight you over every purchase or you can let me go enjoy myself for the hour that you're in there. Yep. And when I get home, I'm going to put the, the bags of, of Target in the closet somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'll help you unload. Yeah. So, no, I think that's a really good uh, a place to end. Mm-hmm. We, we have a couple... Takeaways for for our uh, ammunition, rather, for our, our listeners to to go with to their wives. We do, and so uh, wives, listen to this, please. Uh, stop listening at around ten minutes ago. <laughs> no, if anything, <laughs> listen and suggest it to your man. Yeah, there you go. Hey, babe, you want to go to Target? Because now I kind of get excited. Yeah, like, hell yeah, I want to go. I want to go have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and by Target, I mean Applebee's. Right, right. So, nonetheless, Mark, do you have anything else? Nah, dude. Let's wrap this up. All right. Thank you guys for listening to episode three of In the Middle Podcast. Also, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review with the question, and we'll be sure to answer it on the next episode. You can now find us on all major podcasting platforms. 
If you want to support us, uh, click on those show notes in the, the description below wherever you're listening. You can donate to us. Uh, we want to hear from you guys, so please tweet at us at pod underscore middle and at Spacebook at pod middle. All right, Mark. Sight. You have anything else? Nope. Let's get out of here. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.